Hi, and welcome to bonus content for the Kirk E. Free Sermons podcast. In the last sermon, we had an interview with Bob and Andrea. I mentioned in that podcast that we would make the full interview with Bob and Andrea available. It's about three times longer than the original interview that we put in the sermons podcast. Some of what you'll hear was already in the original podcast. Nonetheless, there's some great extra discussion in there. We did get an update and heard that Betsy and David R. are actually on their way back to South Carolina. So if you're keeping track of prayer requests, you might want to update your information on them that they are now traveling and to pray for safety for them in their travels and to not uh, be affected by the coronavirus. We hope you enjoy it. This is Bob. How are you doing today? Well, pretty good. It's been a pretty quiet day around here. You guys all settled in? Yeah, no. Andrew and I drove back, and our oldest daughter, Betsy, and her husband, David R., we all came together in their car. Were you in North Carolina or South Carolina? I can't remember. South Carolina. Greenwood, okay. South Carolina. And when did you go down there again? Uh, we went down on the 14th of December. Well, that's great. Did you have a good time? Yeah, pretty much. The The weather, we got a lot of rain down there. But the, the temperature was quite a bit warmer, generally speaking, than it was up here. Right. Although there was a couple of days I noticed that it was warmer in Benson than it was in Greenville. Greenwood. Greenwood, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> so that only yeah. lasted for for a few minutes because down there the temperature just rose right up, while here it stayed pretty much the same. When you left Carolina, what did it look like as far as the COVID-19 stuff? Well, it seemed like it was hitting coming in uh, as we were leaving. We were eating uh, quite a few of our meals over at the senior dining. Mm-hmm. And the night before we left, they called up the the head of the dining deal, called up and says, well, it's going to be closed tomorrow because of the virus. And, and I assumed that from there on out, it was closed. Uh, churches, uh, we went to church the Sunday before that. No, I guess we did not go to church the Sunday before no. that. But other than that, we were going to this uh, Siloam Baptist Church down there. Okay. Believe it or not, Sean, the address of that, the town that it is 96, South Carolina. 96. <laughs> That's funny. It's, there, there's, a, there's a town there called 96. <laughs> As far as I know, it's the only one in the United States. That's probably right. Did you come back as you planned, or did you guys come back early? We were going to fly back on the last day of uh, August, but then with this uh, virus, we decided to cancel out on that and drive back instead. Okay, it, last day of March? The last Sunday in March. Well, we're happy to have you back. We're not going to see you for a little while, unfortunately. Well, I guess that's right. We're going to stick pretty close to home here, particularly Andrea. Mm-hmm. Bob, I don't know if you knew this, but you're what I would consider to be an old-timer. Do you agree? I guess so. <laughs> you know, years ago I wasn't considered that, though. <laughs> I saw a wedding picture of the two of you guys. Oh, must have been six months ago. And I thought, hey, look at that. Bob doesn't look too bad after all. <laughs> oh boy you we've have, had a very good life though Sean you have you have. Mm-hmm. have 
in the context of that, have you see, have you ever seen anything like this, Bob? Oh no, I don't think there's ever been anything like this. Uh, uh, speaking of the virus, mm-hmm. and where basically they just shut everything down. Yeah. I've never seen the, the churches closed like they are. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that people are not to go out into public, stay home. Yeah. In any groups, ten or less, you know, is what they recommend if you have to go and be with anybody. Right. What year were you born, Bob? Nineteen thirty-nine. Okay, so you were pretty young with all the World War II stuff going on. You missed uh, the Depression, of course. Well, I was six years old when the war ended. Yep. Yeah. So you're relatively young. You remember anything from that? Oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah. My my father, my father went to uh, took ROTC at Iowa State University in Ames, Iowa. So he took the four years. So when he graduated, he was commissioned a second lieutenant. Well, when uh, Pearl Harbor hit, almost immediately he was ordered to go to Fort Snelling. He was gone a week, and he came back home, and he says, "Well, we got so many days." to put her house in order, and uh, then I, I'm going to have to leave. So uh, he left by train. Train was the way to travel back then. I don't think they really had uh, commercial airlines. No, probably not. That was pre-jet era. Yeah, and so we traveled by train. So Dad went out, and he was stationed at, at Hill Air Force Base, and he was in the Army Air Corps. And then later on, my mom and older brother Dick and myself, we went by train out there to join him in Utah. So my first years of schooling, uh, kindergarten and first grade, was in Utah. Oh, okay. Now, I think our country had, they figured they had a lot more important things to do, like winning a war, than to teach little kids, you know. Yeah. So, So I never... Never really had phonics. They didn't really teach phonics. Or maybe it was just the way they taught back then. Sure. But I've struggled, you know, with spelling. I'm, I'm a terrible speller. And reading, I had terrible time reading until after I got through college and I uh, had some time to really do some reading. And sure. I don't consider myself a good reader, but I do a lot of reading now. Well, that's what Andrea is for, right? She's picked up the slack for you. Yeah, she helps me out a lot. And, of course, my hearing is terrible, but I'm scheduled uh, for a cochlear implant. Oh, you are? Yeah. Now, uh, we had a date set up, but just recently they contacted the Betsy and said that they're going to have to change the dates. So they gave us about four dates in June mm-hmm. that we should go down there and uh, have that operation. So tomorrow, actually tomorrow, we're going to give them a call down in Mayo Clinic and pick one of those dates. Oh, okay. But everybody I talked to has either had the the implants or new people that had implants have spoke very positively of that. It has really worked for them. And I'm, I'm looking forward to having that. It would be wonderful to be able to hear again. It's pathetic, you know, when I go, even when I go to church. Uh, thankfully, you know, they put stuff up on the board yep. so I can kind of get an idea of what's, 
what's talking about the scripture references and so forth. Yeah. But actually uh, hearing the sermon, I hear very little of it, Sean. Okay. Yeah, that will be that'll be a real game changer for you then if you can hear well. Absolutely. Yeah. That'll be and great. it's coming up. It's coming up in June. We hope all this blows over by then. I hope so too. Back to your early years when we were, you know, talking about history and if you've ever seen anything like this, what was the Cold War time like for you? Well, it didn't really affect me too much. I was I took the the National Guard way of going when I was in high school. You had to do something, either join up the service or they draft you. Or, so I, I went to the National Guard. Okay. And so every Monday night I had to go to a guard meeting, and then occasionally we'd have a weekend drill for Saturday and Sundays, mm-hmm. and then two weeks of summer camp. So this continued on since I was a junior in high school until after I graduated from college. And I was at a 43-mile dead-end road is where I lived. When I moved to Montana at my first job, and they said, well, you won't have to go to guard camps because there are two Monday night meetings because it's probably 100 miles away, one way to Mm -hmm. get there. But you will have to go to summer camp. Well, before summer camp came, they contacted me and said, well, you won't have to go to summer camp either. (laughs) And then it wasn't too long after that. They said, well, we're just going to discharge you. So I got by, you know, relatively easy uh, through the service. My older brother Dick, though, he took the National Guard, went one year, one quarter to North Dakota State, and then the guards were federalized for the Korean War. So it wasn't long after that he found himself in Korea. That was that was a pretty difficult place to to serve. Oh, I bet. He says, can you imagine living in Minnesota in the wintertime, probably sleeping in a tent uh, with, with no heat or anything? Mm-hmm. He says, that, that's, that's tough. And that's what he did for two years over there in Korea. But he came back, you know, he was not wounded, and, and he made it back. And the good thing about it, you know, he had the, D, the GI Bill, and so that pretty well paid for his education then. Yeah. He finished up after the first quarter in North Dakota State. Then he went to South Dakota State in Brookings, uh, graduated as a civil engineer. Okay. That's what I graduated, too, right. from so North Dakota State. Bob, you know, I think that people just hearing your voice is going to give some encouragement to everyone. Do you have any words of encouragement? for the church, for any other people there. Andy and I have been married for, uh, it's becoming up. Coming up on 57. 57 years. Wow. Uh, Which is a long time. I don't think we've ever had a a serious argument over all 57 years. People have asked me, you know, what do you credit, you know, being married for so long? Well, it helps if you marry the right person, mm-hmm. as I start with. But love definitely enters into the into the marriage. Yeah. And working together as a team, like I mentioned earlier, you know, my 
my spelling is terrible, and I'm, I'm not very good at doing things like that. But mm-hmm. that's Andrea's strong suit. Yeah. And, and so she's helped me out a lot. And now with the, with the hearing deteriorating like it has, she's helped me an awful lot in, in filling in what I haven't been able to hear. Yeah. But we always talk things over. We're going to make a decision, a big, major decision. It's jointly agreed upon. Do a, a lot of praying. Practically every morning, you know, before we get up, we, we pray for, oh, half an hour to an hour. We always pray for our own kids. We have four children. Yep. Three girls and a boy. We always pray for them. One of the things I pray for is that they'd always purpose in their hearts and their minds to do what's right. As they understand right and wrong, I pray that they always do the right and that they would never, ever do what they know is wrong. You know, that that really prevents a lot of serious problems in a person's life. Sure. And Andrew and I have been trying to do that in our own lives, too, to do what's right all the time. Yeah. I remember one time, Sean, that uh, I, when I was farming, I stopped over at uh, Kurt Furt, see, and I had bought pre paid for a bunch of farm chemicals, see. Yeah. And I went there, and Bob was working out in the yard there, and he said, hey, Bob, do you know that you got a, a credit balance? I do. No, I didn't know that. How much? Well, it's about $1,000. I says, my goodness, what could we do with it? Well, he says, we could pay you, or you could take take it out in uh, more chemicals and stuff. Or uh, we can just kind of leave it as a credit balance there until when you need some more, you could do it. But why don't you go in and talk to my dad, Ron? So I went in there and talked to him, and he, he says, well, he says, uh, I guess uh, we got about $1,000 there. Bob says I could, I could have the money. So he grabbed the checkbook, and he was writing out this check for the amount. And then uh, I was putting it in my billfold, and he says, well, I guess you didn't get that particular chemical. I said, wait a minute. I did get that chemical. Oh. I, it says, I remember you, Ron. You helped me load it. <laughs> oh, really? Well, we don't have any invoice for that. Well, I don't know anything about your invoice, but I do know about my chemical. Here's your check back. Is that and right? So he took the check back, and I walked out of there, and Bob hollered off, Well, don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> and I says, Well, I'm not spending it any place. <laughs> you aren't? Why, why is that? Well, I says, I wasn't entitled to it. Yeah. So Bob says, Well, can we look at that together? I says, Sure. So we went in there and went over the books, and he showed me where I had bought some small parts, sprayer parts and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I ended up paying paying him for, in addition to that, for the sprayer parts. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an example of trying to do what's right. Yeah. I've, uh, I've probably got way more than $1,000 worth of goodwill there from yeah. Kurt Furt over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Bob, is there any 
Bible verses that come to mind would be encouraging to our members at this time? Proverbs, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct their path. That's a good Bible verse. Yeah. Yep. Just thank, thank God, God for sending his son Jesus to take away our sins. Yeah. And so that we have a, we have a bright future. Absolutely. Bob, do you have any prayer requests for you and Andrea that you wanted oh. to share? Mark has a, a worker that works at Benson Body. Mm-hmm. Craig Craig is battling some serious health problems. Uh, he's still trying to work as much as he can, but assist for a few hours each day. I'd like to pray for Craig. Okay. I remember, uh, well, says Steve, uh, his dad, uh, Frank. I asked Frank one time, hey, Frank, does prayer make a difference? And boy, he reared up, looked me right in the eye, and he said, let me tell you. <laughs> and for almost 10 minutes, he told all the things in the family where prayer had made a difference. That's quite a legacy he left, isn't it? Yeah. They had uh, uh, Frank's grandson, granddaughter, Ellie. Mm-hmm. She, when she was born, she weighed 14 ounces. Wow. Not as much as a pound of butter. Of course, when, you, when you're that little, when you're born, there's always a lot of complications. Yep. The word would go out from the fur chain, pray for Ellie. This, we got this problem. The whole the whole church would pray, and then pretty soon, well, we don't have that problem anymore. But we got this other problem. Yeah. And then there's another problem, another one, another one, another one, another one. It's just about no no end of all the problems. One time I was down at the airport there in Minneapolis, and that's when the planes uh, when you could walk in and uh, meet the people as they came off the plane. Well, here were the Johnsons down there, and I asked, uh, you know, whatever happened to Ellie? I haven't heard anything for a long time. They said, well, you see that girl there? There was a little girl just full of the dickens, you know, jumping and running and so active and everything. I said, that isn't Ellie, is it? Yep, that is. Praise the Lord, you know. Yep. She's good now. Yeah, that's amazing. Did uh, did Andrea have anything she wanted to say to the church? Or is... Well, uh, I would just like to thank the church for uh, loving us and caring for us and keeping in touch. Uh, we received uh, at least weekly mailings of the bulletins and so on. We really feel very thankful for the church family. Uh, I've been through, of course, a lot of different tests and so on at Mayo Clinic, and I've been getting good reports, and so I thank God for that. I have a request on behalf of uh, our daughter, Betsy, and her husband, mm-hmm. and that would be that God will guide them as to their travel back to South Carolina. They, yes. They may be better off staying up here for quite a while, and and that's fine. Uh, they have no real pressing things, I guess, that they need to get back for right now. 
Betsy okay. is finishing up a, a, a occupational therapist assistant program, and uh, she's gone through all the classwork and everything. And there's two. What do we call it, Mom? Field work, field work, or internships. Internship. Yeah. She had completed the one and started the second one, and then this virus hit, mm-hmm. and so she cannot continue the. At this time, can not continue on that internship, sure. and we're not sure just how that's going to to finish out. Well, I tell you what, I appreciate you taking the time to chat. It was good to hear your voices. Good talking with you. Yes, it's mm-hmm. really appreciate your taking such an active part in the church there, Sean. Oh, it's yep. so fun, and we, we're just enjoying using our talents and, and the extra time that we have to do stuff. So, um, <laughs> I was able to listen to the radio broadcast this morning, and I appreciated that a lot. You might pass on to Pastor Josh. Uh, we felt right at home with uh, scriptures out of the book of Mark, because yeah. that's where the the sermons were coming from back at Siloam. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that funny. was precious. Well, thanks again. It was a pleasure talking to you. We'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Okay, thanks much for calling. Thank you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Andrea. Goodbye.